Easter and welcome back to For the King podcast. My name is Addison and I'm going to be your host for the next couple of minutes. Now, throughout the Bible, we are told thousands of stories, you know, parables and just stories to let us know who God is, to give us an insight of the way that he loves, the way that he cares for his people. Now, many people believe that there are two different gods. There's the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament because they seem so incredibly different. I want to talk about today that they aren't different. They are so similar and they are the same person. There isn't two different gods. There is one true God. And I want to talk about the Easter story, the way that he sent his son into this world to die for the sins of his people. And what does that mean? And what does that look like? Um, so there's one particular story that I want to look at um, in the Old Testament. If you want to follow along, it's in Exodus. It's in Exodus 12. Um, and to give you the background of Exodus and, and what Exodus is about is God chose these people to be his people. And these were the Israelites. When he chose those people, he promised that he was going to protect them and be their Lord and their God. And by doing so, he was creating the physical church. And that's what all the Old Testament is about, is building this physical church. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that God chose these people so that there would be people who believed in him. He chose the Israelites. Throughout the Old Testament, he chooses the Israelites, and the Israelites go into this, they wander, right? And they're protected by God, so they beat all these enemies, and God, you know, strikes people dead who disobey him, and they, they're being protected by God as God promised. And, they, and God kills these people and does these things to allow the physical church to be built. And in the meantime, they disobey God and they are caused to wander in the desert for 40 years because they disobey God. But eventually they get to this promised land um, that God has given them and they start their community and they build up their church and they build up their belief and they allow these priests and these leaders to teach the gospel and or, well, t- to teach the Bible and build this physical church, this physical group of people to believe in God and have this temple and have, you know, this belief in God. And then Jesus comes and then he starts working on the spiritual church. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But Exodus is, as the Jesus Bible states, Exodus is the 
uh, describes a climatic event in the life of the people of God, their deliverance from slavery in Egypt by the mighty hand of the Lord. So, basically, like I said, God is protecting the people of Israel, the Israelites as he called him, as he called them. And they have been taken captive by Egypt. So, God promised to protect them. And these Egyptians have sinned against the Lord by taking his people. Now, the Old Testament God. Many people believe that he is different from the New Testament God. Because his actions demonstrate punishment for sin and we're going to talk about why that's why it looks so different in the old testament than it does in the new testament but that is why what's what we're about to talk about seems so almost wrong for god to do but sin was happening because it was sinning against god's chosen people and he allowed the Egyptians several, several times to be able to escape this, you know, um, this sinfulness. He allowed them several times. Um, and by, and what he did was he sent to Moses and he said, go to Pharaoh, um, and ask to let your people go. And so he did. And and the Pharaoh said, no, no, no. And each time God sent a plague to Egypt. And anyway, so. Now, we're talking about Passover. Now we're talking about Exodus 12, starting at verse 1. Here's what he says. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be, the, is to be for the, you, the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family. Uh, of this month, sorry, not each month. Of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance to what each person will eat. The animal you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you will take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then you are to take some of the blood and put it on either sides of the door frames of the houses where you eat. On the, on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night, you are to eat the meat roasted over a fire. And he continues. Verse 12. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals. I will bring judgment on those, on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The God will, uh, the blood will be a sign. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are and when I see the blood I will pass over you no destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt this is a day 
you are to commemorate for generations to come. You shall celebrate it as a, as a festival for the Lord, a lasting ordinance. So, he goes on to talk about some more rules and how to prepare food and what you're supposed to do. But that was called Passover. Um, and that was the rules. That was what God told them to do. So, then he says... verse 24 he says excuse me the hiccups um in verse 24 he says obey these instructions as a lasting ordinance for you and your descendants when you enter the land that the lord will give you as he promised observe the ceremony and when your children ask you what does the ceremony mean to you then t- tell them this is the passover sacrifice to the lord who passed over the houses of the israelites in egypt and spared our homes when he struck down the egyptians then the people bowed down and worshipped, and the Israelites did just what the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. At midnight, the Lord struck down all firstborn in Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on the thr- throne, to the firstborn of a prisoner, who was in the dungeon, and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. Pharaoh and his officials and all the Egyptians got up during the night, and there was l- loud wailing in Egypt, for there was no house without someone dead. So, like I, like I said, God promised to protect his people. He, he also gave him, he also gave the Egyptians plenty of time to allow this to not happen. And they still disobeyed the Lord and sin, sinned against the Lord's people. So, Passover. was as it says in verse 27 it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt and spared their homes when he struck down the Egyptians so does this sound familiar if it doesn't i'm gonna go read you from matthew matthew's gospel discussing the crucifixion story not the story of the crucifixion but the story of the resurrection sorry verse 62 excuse me these hiccups will not go away um starting in verse 62 the next day the one after preparation day the chief priests and the pharisees went to pilate sir they said we remember while he was still alive talking about jesus that just that deceiver said after three days i will rise again so give order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day otherwise his disciples may come and steal the body from the people 
that he and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take take a guard, said Pilate answered. Go and make a tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting a guard. Chapter 28. After the Sabbath at dawn, the first the first first of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, <clears throat> came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as, sn as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Just as he said, Come and see the place where they, where they laid him. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. This is the story of God rising from the dead. I want to go back to that first story that I told you, the Passover story, and how that relates to Jesus raising from the dead. Now, basically, the Jesus Bible has commentary on the side of it, and I want to read you what the commentary says. The Passover sacrifice is one of the clearest pictures in the Old Testament of the coming work of Jesus. At the beginning of his earthly ministry, John the Baptist called Jesus the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now, what happened at Passover versus what happened at Easter and Good Friday? There are so many similarities and it's such a clear picture of the gospel to come in Passover. So, first of all, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world is relating to the sp the spotless Lamb that was used as blood on the door frames of the Israel oh my gosh the Israelites' home homes right it was spotless it was cl clean it was pure just as Jesus was he was spotless he was clean he was pure there was not a sin in him. He did nothing wrong. He was, as this version says, he was defectless. <laughs> and so was the lamb. And it was by the blood of both of those lambs, the Lord and the lamb of the Passover, it was by the blood that those people were saved. It was by the blood of the lamb that God's people were saved. Passover, the Israelites were God's chosen people, and it was the Israelites who were saved from the penalty of death, right? And during Good Friday and Easter, the entire world 
was God's chosen people. Now, in the Old Testament, God seems to be a little more punishing. You know what I'm saying? And the the re- the reason for that is in the Old Testament, God had well. Really, in all ways, during the Old Testament and the New Testament, God had to punish sin. God had to punish sin. In the Old Testament, he has to punish sin towards the people, whether that be striking them down dead or causing them to wander in the desert for 40 years or whatever he may do to punish the sin, God has to do it to that person. In the New Testament, God gave us a sacrifice. One person who would bear our sins instead of us. Who would bear our punishment instead of us. And that was Jesus Christ. Who, when he was on the cross, took on all all of the sins of all people of all time. And because he did that, Jesus is God. And because he is God, when darkness thought that it had won, Jesus got up and walked out of So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go, tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will meet me. Verse 11. While the women were on their way, 
some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, You are to say, His disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, he will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did what they were instructed, and this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. Verse 16. This is what is called the Great Commission, and this is very important. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. When Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. What an incredible final word, and what an incredible God we serve. God doesn't just leave us with the satisfaction that our Lord conquered death. Or the hope that maybe, just maybe, it wasn't grave robbers, maybe, just maybe, God really did it. No, he confirms it by allowing Jesus to appear in front of them, by having several angels tell them, don't be afraid, Jesus has risen. doesn't just leave us with the satisfaction that their son that his son rose that our savior is alive because man that would be incredible no god doesn't just leave us with that he commands us he commands us to go and make disciples of all nations and he promises that he's going to be with us always. That we are not in this alone. Because we have Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit. We have God the Father. And we are to make him known. My pastor today was reading from the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John writes about Mary's Ma- Mary Magdalene's uh, viewing of Jesus just a little bit differently. Yes, she still goes to the tomb, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And while she was crying, she bent down and looked inside the tomb. That's verse 11, verse 12, chapter 20. She saw two angels dressed in white were sitting where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one at the feet. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? She answered, They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have put him. 
When Mary said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. She did not she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Whom are you looking for? Mary thought he was the gardener, so she said, Did you take away did you take him away, sir? Tell me where you put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. Mary turned to Jesus and saw and said in Jewish language, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't hold me. I have not yet gone up to the Father, but go to my brothers and tell them this. I'm going back to my Father and your Father. I'm going back to my God and your God. And this is where it gets good. Mary Magdalene went and said to the followers, I have seen the Lord. And she told them what Jesus had said to her. I have seen the Lord. Pastor begged us this question. This Easter Sunday, have you seen the Lord? Have you seen the Lord? Because I have. The only way that we can make disciples of all nations is to allow ourselves to see the Lord and know that He is truly risen indeed and that it was for our sins that He died. He took on the punishment of God. The wrath of God the shame, the embarrassment of all people. He took it on himself. And he died after living a perfect, sinless life. He died for you and for me. But today we celebrate that that wasn't the end of the story. That our God And I know he had a smile on his face for he had defeated death. He had defeated the world. He had defeated every power of hell. And he walked out of that grave. And then he commanded us to go and make him known. We have seen the Lord. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for this listener. Thank you for your son, for your sacrifice, for your great love. Thank you for the Passover. Thank you for your Bible. Thank you for your words, Lord. Today we celebrate you and your name above every other name. It is you we worship. Lord, I pray that this listener and I have both seen the Lord today.
and will continue to see you. And that we will go and we will listen to what Jesus has commanded. And we will make disciples of all nations. We will make you known. We will praise you and bring you glory in all that we do, Lord. Allow our lives to be living acts of worship to you. Help us to remember that by your power and in your name, with you by our side, we can do all things. All things. Good and bad. Easy and hard. We can do all things. And we can bring you It is in your glorious, glorious Son who sacrificed his life for us. Name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of For the King Podcast. And have a happy Easter remembering who God is. Now go and make disciples of all nations. And remember, God will be with you always to the very end of the age. Mm-hmm.